are in the eye of the hurricane with Coach Shakur, the official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choate, and head coach of the Manatee Hurricanes, Yusuf Shakur. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. I'm your host, Chad Choate. We want to thank you for joining us as we talk everything Manatee Hurricane football. I'm joined, obviously, as always, with Manatee football head coach uh, Yusef Shakir. Coach, thanks for joining us after uh, tonight's practice. I'm happy to be here. This is a great time of year to be here. We're, we're happy you're here as well, um, in general, but also here in, in, in the second round of the playoffs. It's a beautiful thing. Air's starting to get a little crisp, yes. so you know you're in the playoffs which is a beautiful thing when you can start wearing some long sleeves and and other than just protect yourself in the sun wearing some long sleeves because you got to because you need to be stay a little warm it's a beautiful time of year and um what was was also beautiful last week coming off uh playoff game number one against pinellas park obviously had a good victory 35 to 7 and we move to the second round where we're now face mitchell mustangs uh on friday away at uh at mitchell before we talk about that game though a little bit later though coach give us overall evaluation of last week um after watching film this uh, past weekend with the staff? Uh, well, overall, yeah, I think we played a good job in all three phases uh, of the game. I think we came in, we did what we need to do, you know, another game and keep an opponent out of our double digits. So that's, that's really proud of kids about that on um, defense. And we just we made some good adjustments. So another team who came out and do something different from what they've been showing all year. Uh, so I'm really proud of kids adjusting and making those in-game adjustments in that situation. And, of course, that goes, you know, to our coaching staff, too, for having those guys on the sideline and getting them ready, getting them adjusted and showing them what they were seeing and, and our kids going out and executing it. Let's talk about defense first because I thought to going into the game, um, I didn't think, you know, defensively Pinellas Park was really going to be able to uh, – if we played the way we were supposed to play and we play our game, I didn't think they were going to be able to stop us. So the biggest question to me was, you know, the running back of Pinellas Park, four-star guy going to Florida State, yeah. you know, Lawrence to a full – to a, to a feely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually saw before the game, saw his whole family there. had a huge entourage. Yeah. And I told him, I said, hey, your, your, your son, grandson, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever the ration is, said he's a good one. And um, going in, average about 150 to 160 yards a game. Yeah. We hold them to like 70 to 80 yards, somewhere around there, um, give or take, you know, 5, 10 yards. But that, to me, I thought was the most impressive thing. And so what really went into to stopping – to Feely as, as he kind of has not been stopped like that really yeah. all year. I think our kids just took it personal, to be honest with you, and they just, you know, that's our key every week, you know, find out what they like to do best and we want to take that away. Uh, so that's the focus of defense, that's the focus that Coach Wheeler puts on it, you know, making sure that we, they know the keys and they know the difference. Uh, pre-snap reads that, that, that can trigger certain plays in those certain moments, and he does a great job of getting those kids ready for that. Um, I know we talked a little bit about this, if people were listening to the broadcast. At halftime, Gene asked you, you know, a little bit about the adjustment. You you brought it up right there. First drive, they get the ball, they do something we really never seen, the Wildcat look, and, and not only not only Wildcat with, with uh, Tua Feely, but also with the other kid, yeah. number one, yeah. um, who was a, a good athlete as well. Yeah. So talk a little been about uh, one uh, the adjustment that we make of course to then to then uh, to adjust to that we've never seen it we got to adjust on the fly mm. and it's a great job by the staff and obviously the kids getting it as well but what about 
what about them? Why, one, what did they see? Did they, you think they saw anything that maybe they could take advantage of? And two, why do they stop what they're doing? And, you know, that gave them success in the first drive. I think they kind of went back to it maybe in the second, but then went back to just a normal look. So yeah. do you think they saw something? And why, why did they stop? Well, I don't, you know, when, they, when people do something new, it's not something they're comfortable with. So even they may have a little bit of success, that still doesn't mean they're comfortable with it. They're comfortable calling it and knowing. And a lot of times it's just understanding your plays off of your plays. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. A lot of people revert back to who they really are because of that situation. Because good offensive coordinator going to set up plays. And it's going to set you up, and, and they're going to have a playoff of a play, especially uh, in, in the run action, they're going to have a play action off of it, or vice versa uh, with that situation. And so a lot of times when teams do things new, um, they just don't have enough time to practice and get in-depth into it. And and so I just think that's, you know, once they run their plays, and then once you stop it, it's like, okay, well, let's go back to what we've been doing because we know what we can call off of that play. And, and a lot of times, too, I think in the beginning, the offensive coordinators typically script plays. Mm-hmm. So once that script's over, <laughs> now, like you say, you go back to your bread and butter rather than something that may be new that, that, um, that they have installed that week. So this is really, I mean, to, to be honest, other than you take away the first game of the year, um, and, and Kasimi Asola had some, had some runs, but again, only scored 13 points. Mm-hmm. The defensive run game has been really, really well. And, and we're going to find, you know, we're going to get a team this Friday. We'll talk a little more about Mitchell, but they, they run the ball pretty well um, and, uh, and and pass as well. But the defense, I thought, to me, is what um, – and that's not that's not prejudiced because I was a defense coach. But I think, to me, that that's where you win the, you win the game because if, if they don't score, they don't win. Yeah. And um, and so it was a great job of Justin. Looking at offensively for, for our side, pretty much – from film looked like they did the same thing. Pinell Spark really didn't do too much different. Um, I thought Jace Jace threw really well. Had 60, you know, 80, what an 85 percent completion rate. Misses only two passes out of those. Yeah. I think I think that when you look at that stat, that goes to that goes twofold to me. One, obviously quarterback throwing pretty accurate balls, but two, wide receivers catching the ball. Exactly. This efficient. This efficient all the way around. And on top of that, you know, offensive line blocking up front, giving them yep. giving them time to make those correct throws. And I think that's huge. That's just shows how efficient we are. We were offensively at everybody doing their their job and doing it at a high level. Um, had some times where, where we, we were able to run the ball a little bit here and there. Um, I think too, one of their best that their best D lineman, I think it was Sims is his, is his name. Mm-hmm. Gets all beat up there, you know, yep. towards the second quarter. You know, it has to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends up coming back in, but but that shows to me our physicality that yeah. that even though you know, look, we, we we you go two three games ago against Venice and we we really came about saying, look, we we can be physical when we need mm-hmm. to be. I thought last week was another one that that we did pretty well physicality wise. I don't know what we ended up with with rushing, but um, looked like again when it like, was like 200 or so. Yeah, so when when again when um, when Jace kind of starts moving a little bit, I think it all kind of kind of goes, and um, hopefully look this is something we look for this week as well. Jumping to special teams, really all three phases did well: defense, offense, and, and then special teams. Of course, you preach special teams all the time in your scouting reports. Another thing again this week, um, obviously Coach Stoller's been doing special teams here at Manti for a long, long time, um, so there's some familiarity 
there. But our special teams obviously had a huge play. Um, uh, St. Pete's going in, you know, to, to try to kick a real long field goal. Mm-hmm. I think it was somewhere around 50, 45, 52, yeah. something yeah, like that. And he's got a leg. Yeah. Um, we I think we may have even partially blocked did, it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we partially block it. Um, and if if looking at it, we obviously coached it. So so talk a little bit about that that getting ready for that long long kick you know what goes into that preparation wise and practice coaching the kids did you see it in the in the scouting with with watching film with with them well, did no, you we, see that they, they like to go for some long field goals nah, to prepare <laughs> nah, we just kind of knew anytime kicker has a good leg you know they're gonna try it uh so but the thing about it and is that you know that ball's gonna come out low correct uh because it just has so it has to get high the trajectory just isn't there so we just really want to get a good push on the inside and really so we can shorten that edge and we just work on it every single week in that situation that opportunity Uh, so I think you you know we've always you know wherever I've been we've always practiced it for that situation Uh, but you know it really became very popular to everyone really in that Auburn Alabama game (laughs) you know in that situation they they had it coached up and they had it blocked up and they executed it great and so so in that play um, once once uh, Iron you know is the returner whoever may be back there is it a right return set up a wet you know set up a wall we just we set it up with other side okay you know we want to okay. kind of see and that we you know a lot of times different things we look at on film about the, the offensive lineman then we kind of see from there um before we before we go to, to, to our first break here and get into mitchell uh for this week's game want to talk a little bit about some great uh news coming out of uh for justin porter our senior middle linebacker getting the uh the faca north south all-star game nominated and got on to it obviously to represent the high school what is that what does that mean for him for the school um what kind of honor is that well, it's a phenomenal honor because it's all throughout the state and all the schools that are in the uh, Florida Athletic Coaches Association, uh, all the schools that are involved, and, and so it's a statewide recognition. And you know, basically, of course, he's in, on the South team, so uh, for him to be picked in that, it's a huge honor for him and his family. Uh, just be one of considered one of the best in the state, because really, it's really like the only All-Star game left in the state of Florida. Yeah. Really. Uh, so it's a huge honor for him. It's a huge honor for us too, as far as Manatee High School is concerned, because of the fact that other people see the kids that are coming out of here and and because you know i don't pick it you know and you know we just he got nominated by his you know from um, by his peers he got voted upon by the coaches in the area and then from there you know the, the coaches the, the head coaches game you know he was going through film and looking at all the guys that were nominated for the game and he told so that just says a lot about a lot of things I think, you know, so I think it says a lot about our weight program. I think it says a lot about our school. I think it says a lot about his position coach, our defense. You know, I think it says a lot about our program as a, talk, as a whole, about how kids are doing and improving and, and getting better. Um, and so, and it's great publicity for us, you know, because he's going to be representing, I think it's, I think the roster is uh, 53, I think, total. Uh, maybe it may be less than that. Maybe uh, like about 35. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I'm thinking fifth three. I'm thinking NFL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's about 35 to 40 kids that are chosen. So on on each team. Uh, so it's just an honor. You know, I think this is 
something that comes yeah it doesn't come doesn't come a lot yeah it doesn't and so you know he was excited when he heard i bet so it was it was a it's, it's just a real blessing for him and that's that's gonna be december 21st 25th at the villages at the villages up up north do we know what time yet or no uh, i have to I th- look at it and i think it may be live streamed yeah i think they live stream it so once yeah. we get the information out we definitely want to get that out usually early afternoon yeah day. yeah we want to get that information out so the fans can watch him and and, and root for him and and if you're up there in the village area, um, maybe if you're a retiree and you maybe think about moving up there, I don't know, maybe you're there. It's a beautiful place. There's no doubt about that. It's a beautiful place, especially when you're like uh, 60 plus, 55 plus. Uh, but don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be right back here after this quick break with more of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand, one more set of bench presses, and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. Coming soon, the Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School athletics. Champions are made. Details coming soon. Welcome back, everybody, to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. I'm Chad Choate. Joining me again is uh, head coach Yusef Shakir as we preview this week's game, Friday night, uh, second round of the playoffs. We will be traveling to uh, Mitchell Mustangs up in Newport Ritchie. Uh, got a decent drive ahead of us, probably about an hour and 30, hour and 45. Uh, maybe our furthest drive of the season. I mean, it's pretty close. Lakeland was about the same, yeah. you know, um, but but uh, but another decent drive here. Um, Mitchell comes in. They're 10-1. and one. They won their district over – one of our opponents last week, uh, Pinellas Park, mm-hmm. but actually Pinellas Park beat them in the regular season. That's where that three-way tie came from. Uh, Pinellas Park beat them 29-19 uh, in the regular season there. Mitchell uh, won last week. Pretty good game there. Pretty big win for them. Seminole Ridge traveled from down south over on the east coast there, uh, and Mitchell won 33-14. So just tell us overall synopsis, Coach, of what do you think of uh, the Mitchell Mustangs as you've broken down film over the weekend with the staff? First of all, offensively, they're very efficient inside of what they do. They have a very good scheme. Uh, they can tell the rhyme and the reason by, the, by why they do things, and that's always good for me uh, as a coach when I'm looking at film. You know, it's good to understand it. You kind of get a good game plan together. Um, and then defensively, uh, they, they give up a couple points, but, you know, they fly around to the ball. Kids are very active. Uh, they, they're usually in place. And, and they really play hard, very hard. Special teams are very good, very detailed, very organized. Uh, so they, they do a great job in the return game. And uh, they're very aggressive in their kick blocking and their situations. So they um, it's, it's well all around there. They're 10-1 for a reason. Yeah. And they put up a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, look, you're in second round of the playoffs. Yeah. 
you know, you got a team ten and one. I think from really, I mean, playoffs in general, I think you're gonna play good teams no matter what. It, it's tough to get in there, but as you start getting further and further, there's really less and less deficiencies uh, in in teams. Let me let's go back to this is the second week now in a row. Pinellas Park last week had a common opponent with Palmetto. This week again, we're playing Mitchell, who had a common opponent and who we just played. Mm-hmm. Pinellas Park now Pinellas Park and Mitchell played each other maybe three or four weeks ago, yeah. so a little bit closer there than it was last week mm-hmm. with Palmetto and Pinellas Park. Does it make any kind of difference? Um, hey, look, we just beat this team that beat them 35-7. They beat them 29-19. It make any difference as you're evaluating things, you're looking at stuff, or it's not even in the picture? Not even in the picture, not at all. And I told our kids that early in the week, uh, beginning of the week, I was like, hey, look at us in the beginning of the season, look at us now. That's true. A lot of things are different. A lot of players are different. Very true. Different players are playing different positions, so – don't be looking at stuff that happened a while ago. You got to look at what's, what's most recent. I do agree with that, and that's something that, you know, I think that the average fan probably looks out there and says, oh, well, they lost to the team that, that we just beat 35-7, yeah. to 7, and so we should win. But, you know, look, you say it. Look at ourselves, right? Look mm-hmm. at yourself in the mirror and, and look how much we've progressed throughout the year, and, and I'm sure Mitchell's done the same since they've lost to Pinellas Park up until now. Talk about offensively. I, I mean, I get that they, they do a lot of – they're a spread team. We've, we've seen this, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Nothing new, but they do what they – they do and yeah. I and that's one thing that, that I think comes with some quality coaching is when yeah. when when you when things happen go wrong adversity strikes we don't panic uh-huh. and start drawing plays up on the board that we've yeah. never practiced yeah. right so they do what they do and and from their point that's good that means the kids are, are probably used to what they're doing but from defensive point explain that a little bit you kind of talked about there it, what does it do from for us to look at their offense and say, hey, this is what they do? How does that help us as a defense and especially with the staff, you know, evaluating things and, and, and breaking stuff down? Well, the main thing it helps us with is us knowing where to be and making sure that our kids are there in that position, play after play after play. So uh, I love playing against well-coached teams because the fact that, uh, like I say, it just has a efficient order to things and how they do things and how they operate. Uh, so a lot of times you get some good keys off what they do uh, because of the fact that they're going to do what they do. Yeah. And they're just going to make sure they're going to try and be better than you at it. Yeah, and, and you just got to come and, and answer that bell, and, and hopefully you play better. So quarterback's pretty good, uh, thrown for a base. Not a, not a big guy, mm-hmm. but thrown for about 2,000 yards, about 62% mm-hmm. completion rating, 28 touchdowns to five to five interceptions. Mm-hmm. So that tells you right there he's pretty accurate. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, well, and we've seen this kid before. He played for Alonzo last year. Okay. So he transferred in there. So we, we played against him before. Okay. So I think our kids, you know, and they, they, the first thing they said when they found it was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. Yeah, he wasn't bad last year either. Yeah. 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 He was just a sophomore then, so our kids have some familiarity with him. He has some familiarity with us. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Um, they've run for over 2,100 yards as well. So when you look at it, you know, 4,000 4, plus yards as a total yeah. as an offense, that's a lot of yards. They average, they're they're average about 45, 46 points a game. Um, well balanced attack. I think they're about 50 50, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more run. 55 40. 55, 45. Yeah. 55 45 so so what do you got to do defensively to stop a well-balanced attack that puts up points, that puts up yards, and not even getting into who they're playing or whatever, that doesn't matter at this point. How do we set up to be successful against an offense that can run the ball pretty well, throw the ball pretty well, and do all those all the facets? Stop the run, and we got to play on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Um, that's how you stop the run. you got to reset that line of scrimmage, and you got to get them in long down, long distances. 
you know, where you know what's going to be coming, and then when you know what passes are coming, you got to make sure that your secondaries are in the, in the right places, and we make sure we got to win our one-on-one battles up front with our with their offensive linemen in their pass situations. When we, you know, I think stop the run is is probably key for every defensive guy. There's there is there's no question. Why though? What does it do to the offense when the defense can really stop the run? Well, it makes them one dimensional. Uh, and when you can take away the run game, that then puts the pressure on the quarterback to have to complete passes. He has to complete longer passes than what he's used to. And you know, they don't get in that gray area of second and five or third and five, third and four, you know, where they, they can attack you with either thing. And, you know, and a lot of times when people get in second and medium, they, they, a lot of times they'd like to take shots on you. Uh, and then a lot of times you, your kids may be still thinking, you know, it's still early, so I don't know if they'll take a shot. So, you know, that second and medium is a great down for offenses because of the fact the play caller can, can have a good chance to kind of take some gambles and take some chances in that situation. And if they miss on them, you know, they still come back third down and make a uh, make a very efficient call for them and you know, kind of keep you on your heels because you know it's either or in that situation and I think you know when, when you do stop the run for a defensive lineman especially um, and and it's third and nine now or yeah. third and eight instead of third and yeah. two now third and eight third and nine now you pin the ears back and go a little bit yeah. and there's not so much um, you know is it run pass you mm-hmm. know so when when teams start to look to just passing all of a sudden um, to me especially a front that's where you start winning the, winning the game because if a team's 50-50 and all of a sudden they got to start throwing the ball a lot, mm-hmm. uh, now offensive linemen's pass blocking more and more, and so hopefully the defensive line gets back to and gets some pressure on the quarterback. Looking at our defense, or excuse me, their defense, and looking at our offense, they play 4 You've seen that's kind of the norm nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot of anything other than that. So again, go back to they do what they do. Yep. Um, handful of pressure packages of blitzes mm. not a whole lot and even some of them are even kind of the same just maybe one gap over two gaps over so where do you see you know from them on their defense and they've given up some points here and there mm-hmm. what do you see from them that that maybe we can exploit maybe something we got you know we're concentrating on this week but the main thing you know we always concentrate on just being physical at the line of scrimmage you know since i got here that's the main thing I always preach, you know, being physical. Uh, wherever I've been, I just believe that, you know, you can be physical up front. Uh, you got a chance to be successful. Uh, so that's, you know, we're just going to focus on doing us and being the best we can be. We're not, you know, going to focus on, on what they do or how they do things because they, they have to adjust um, to where we line up and what we do and those things. And so we're just trying to be as physical as possible in everything that we do. And especially when you see a defense that you've seen before formation-wise, there's nothing crazy. And really, nowadays, you're not really seeing anything that's so crazy that, you know, that you've never seen before. But when you see it, um, you know, there's, there's, you just do what you do, you know, and, and what you've done against that defense before. And so they'll see that on film as well. One thing I want to bring up before talking about some other stuff around local or around our region, um, so Max Preps does a little preview. You can see when they when they do the, 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 um, the game. Um, and you see all the stats, and that's Sort of thing. One of the things that I found really interesting, the scoring averages, it breaks down quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the final. So we're average about 28 points, 29 points a game. They're about 45 and a half. So whether you want to give a 45 or 46, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't know if you've seen this this part in the, in the max patch of the preview. So it's pretty interesting. So, and you know, they did make a rule that the that now the teams have got to put their stuff in, their stats in. Yeah. I think they get fined or something. Yeah, so this was not the case early in the season because a lot of guys don't do yeah. Um, so what I here's what I find interesting. Okay, so you look at them, 45 points a game, 
17 points in the first quarter and from there it goes down to 12 to 11 to 4 mm-hmm. okay for us we're about five in the first six in the first we jump the nine up to five and then up to about five and a half six in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter so you look at that just some things pop out to me one looks like they start out pretty fast yeah so it looks like they're scoring almost three touchdowns in first quarter yeah so from us, you know, looking at what what happened to us, you know, last week and, and weeks past, that first drive is usually a drive where we kind of adjust to the game speed, adjust to who we're seeing, and now this is an offense we've seen before the spread and things like that. Um, but just kind of hearing those stats for the first time, I mean, is that something? You know, first quarter, do you preach, hey, we got to win that first quarter, third quarter, first quarter, fourth quarter, those types of things, or just let's just win every damn quarter? <laughs> you know, I think those are always. Uh, great stats to look at because uh, I've always looked at that and how our team plays, especially in the second half. Um, and so I think those are all the things that, that you can look at and you can kind of evaluate your team and other team too. Uh, and, you know, like you say, they, their lowest point was in the fourth course. That tells me, you know, uh, a lot of running clocks. Sure. Yeah, so. And and so, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a stat junk. I love, love looking at this kind of yeah. stuff. So so to me, it looks like, yes, one running clock. Mm-hmm. When you have a lot of running clocks, and I've been I've been I've coached teams that have done this, mm-hmm. when you have running clocks and you're not prepared, you've just you've not played fourth quarters really the majority of your season mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you get to where you got a team that you got to play four quarters, and sometimes that you just don't know how because you haven't been doing it. Yeah. It's almost like running plays that you've never practiced mm. there's going to be some issues so that also you know looking at that stat to me says look they've been up early mm. um they they stay up and and they really haven't had a whole lot of of points there in the fourth quarter you flip that to us mm. and although you know we kind of start a little slower work our way up to the to the second quarter but that fourth quarter is higher than the third quarter yeah so that tells me we're finishing yeah and I think you look at you look at from the the first three games and the difference I think that really has changed mm-hmm. is that mind is is we have we have finished to where sometimes we start off a little sluggish mm-hmm. defense and offense and, and it happens but I think the the beautiful thing is through through the practice types of practice we do the the strength program etc we finish in mm-hmm. the fourth quarter yeah I agree with you. Uh, looking at some of the the stuff for this the rest of the region here, um, not saying not looking at who we're going to play or anything like that, but just look at the region. We've got um, last week was a was a scare, and I don't know if you you obviously weren't paying attention to the game because you were looking who you're coaching your own. But Palm Beach, number one seed mm-hmm. at home versus East Lake, the number eight seed, yeah. who uh, played Mitchell pretty tough. That's, that mm-hmm. was a three way tie between Mitchell and Pinellas Park. East Lake had it up until like last thirty seconds. Palm yeah. Beach scores, they go on to win. 37 to 32. Um, they play Venice. Venice had a blowout game against mm-hmm. Lehigh. We all kind of predicted that. Venice has to go over to Palm Beach. Have you seen anything? Obviously, we know about Venice. Have you seen anything about Palm Beach yet? Um, and and seen what they, how they play, who they, you know, what's their their tendencies or anything like that? I haven't seen anything um, on them. Nah, not really. I haven't. Um, you know, I just I got some people over there that's kind of been telling me about them throughout the year. Um, just, you know, they're athletic. You know, a lot of kids that used to be a Dwyer now over there. Um, so, hey, you know, a lot of kids who used to be a Dwyer used to be at, you know, um, Glade Central and, and Hogan because a lot of those families just move into the city because of the jobs. You know, yeah. Had many jobs in rural areas anywhere yeah. in the country anymore. So, uh, so they, they, they've always, you know, that area has always produced great athletes. Yep. So, I'd ask them very good. Hey, you know, um, uh, they've always had very good athletes come out of there um, uh, for years. 
uh, going all the way back to the mid-90s, you know, in the early 2000s. Uh, One of my favorite ones out down there is Fred Taylor. Yeah. Fred Taylor coming from the Muck. Yeah. But you, you, I don't know if you remember the name Vinny Sutherland, played receiver at Purdue. Yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah, I think he I remember the name. That Royal Palm Beach. Okay. So, okay. bad guys for a long time. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't. Venice has traveled a couple times this year, yeah. distance like this. So I don't think that's going to be anything yeah. for Venice. Um, you know, and for me, how do, you, how do you look at it? Like, I mean, look, you. Whether you make you want to make the third round, you make it, you're great, you're happy. It doesn't really matter where you go, home, away, whatever. At the end of the day, yeah. but you know you, we we talked about this. You know, Danny Carter, do you want to play the team you've already played and beat at home, home game, another gate, another great crowd? Do you want to travel down to Palm Beach, you know, three and a half hours or so, four hours, whatever it may be, um, and play someone new and someone different? It's hard to be someone twice. Look at Palmetto and Brain River. Brain River took Palmetto down to the wire. Um, any preference? Any preference? That, that, or just let's just get there? I just want to get there. I, be I figured that was going to be the answer. It don't matter who. <laughs> I figured that was going to be the answer. But I would say this. If if we do get Venice again, um, it reminds me of old times. And, and old times meaning you go back to 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, a lot of those years where mm-hmm. we played Venice typically in second, third round, depending on when they changed the, the brackets mm-hmm. and stuff. But it, because we were the better two in the region and, and it may end up like that now we may get a regional championship with two teams from the same uh district and all that does is 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 show the west side here the the west coast here the kind of football we play you know and between us and and venice and sarasota county we play great football and so we'll see if uh if if that happens and we'll we'll be keeping score up in the in the box and you know at the end of the game we'll tell you what's up and uh (laughs) and give you some good stuff but coach we wish you luck friday one thing real quick too just give me a real synopsis of of travel what was friday look like and we we maybe got a little go somewhere different we have never been yeah um so obviously you got to look at 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 the match to know where to go you know what's the best way whatever you're gonna eat pregame here you stop somewhere no we're gonna eat pregame meal because it's in a certain radius you know so we don't need to really get out a little bit earlier than what we need to be you know so we'll be good you know we're gonna eat pregame here we're gonna go up and we're gonna get it going there you go well, we look forward to seeing everybody, everybody who can travel up there to uh, to Newport Ritchie Friday night, 7:30 at Mitchell uh, Mustang Stadium. There, we will have a live stream this week on MantiFootball.com. Thank you to uh, Neil Communities for providing uh, the financial backing there for that for us to pay FHSA their money to uh, to stream the our game, our game. Uh, but listen, thanks for listening. Hopefully, we're back here again next week uh, previewing a, a round three game against Palm Beach Lakes or Venice Indians. Um, But up until then, as always, go Canes go.